No one will be admitted after the guests check in. Just a music podcast. Yeah. I mean, the police rule. So. Well, not the real police. Actually, that's right. They're pretty alright. Fuck the police coming straight out the underground. Alright, cultural appropriation much. Were you about to say that you were brown? I didn't. I stopped that lyric. You wanted to. I could see it trickling out of your white person lips. I'm glad I'm white. So. Welcome to Motel Hell, where you check in and have a lovely time. Yeah, we really, really cater to all your nice. needs, and then you get to leave. You can leave whatever you want because we respect your decisions. I don't. Men doesn't, but yeah. that's okay. Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three. That is gross. So tonight we are doing our third. Is it our third or our fourth? Third. Third. Fourth. Fourth. Fourth annual. <laughs> annual? <laughs> we do this once a year. Fourth. Time. Wait, are you telling me that we've been doing this podcast <laughs> for four years and we're still not rich? What the fuck are we doing? Not a very good job. Yeah. First well, and foremost. First and foremost. Uh, this is our fourth time doing a weird news episode, so... And this is our first time recording since we're officially on the iTunes Apple Podcast Store. Oh, yeah! Wah, Rate and review! Subscribe, rate, and review. We can say that now. Yeah, yes, but also we can just, like, make it easier for anybody who might want to listen that's been turned off by the idea that they'd have to use SoundCloud. Which, uh, we, which I get. Yeah. Or an app that when you search for us in it, we don't pop up. That's You true. have to have a link for it. That's true. So, you know, good stuff all around. I'm excited to do this weird news episode. I think I got some some really good gems. I think you guys are going to love it. Alright, hold on. And we're just going to change the sound around a little bit. Yeah, so uh, as the resident sound guy, meaning that I do little other than to take out the glitches and make sure that some of the racial slurs have been removed. Uh, our last episode had a significant amount of ambient noise from the cars driving by. Which I think is a nice... Well, no, it was, it was nice... Get out of the street! It was nice on the first episode we recorded here, but the, the last one, it's significantly more pronounced. As I started to edit it last weekend, I was like, ooh, that's a lot of cars. So, yeah. We're, we're, we're focusing on providing the best content and the best audio experience That's imaginable right. with the least amount of effort. And uh, <laughs> That is, should be our slogan. That's yeah. how I have said. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get right to it. Um, we're going to... 
crack open. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna do our win- our movie review. Yeah. Then we're gonna. I mean, crack it's only open. episode eighteen, but we we're still learning our format. <laughs> yeah, apparently. and you still you never introduced anyone. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm learning as I go. Um, Are you though? I don't know that I no. am. I feel like I'm You're actually getting learning. worse. I'm getting you used worse. to introduce us at the beginning of every episode. Now you just trudge I right through. I've gotten more comfortable. All right, I with what delivering um, subpar narration and anchorship. This is what I deal with. We chose you as the host. Yeah, you well, did a I poor job. <laughs> so that's not my fault. Yeah, I am Alexa. Casting director should be shot. Alexa. I would like to be called Buttons. No, nope. it won't be. It's Flex Lexa. We all know it. It's been branded. I already took out a trademark. I don't like it. Doesn't matter. Flex Lexa, truck of stores, coming <laughs> to the Thunderdome. Get out of here. Grave digger. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Monster Jam is next month, and I'm going with Luke. So, Are you? Yeah, if you want to go. I mean, yeah, I definitely want to go. Alexa will already be there, so. <laughs> Monster <good>. Jam. <laughs> 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 Fucking hitting cars out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, no, I told you I'd buy you nachos! <laughs> that car can't sit in the stands with you. <laughs> Optimus Prime, roll out. Alright, I'm Alexa, Flex Alexa, whatever. Truckosaurus. Truckosaurus. Greyhound in heels. Gray- <laughs> To my left, no, to my right, because I always do you first. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Way to throw it out there. Ben the Beardo. Cuckmaster. A.K.A. Cuckmaster. <laughs> A.K.A. The Professor. The professor. A.K.A. Captain Stabbin. In the house. In the house. And I'm Dick Fetty. Okay, there you go. Are you happy? Now we've all said our names. Now can we do the movie review? What do we watch tonight? We Daddy dogs. Little goose. Can you guess what we watched? It's the Omen. It's all for you. You could really say anything in that singing voice and it would still be creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy kittens. <laughs> Pick your nose. <laughs> so yeah, 1976. <laughs> By Richard Donner, with the uh, the uh, in, 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 impregnable, impregnable, incom- <laughs> incomparable Gregory Peck. Oh You're not wrong. God. You cannot impregnate him. <laughs> yeah. Man, so he is gorgeous. Yeah, handsome. Even, and his he ages like ooh, like yeah. daddy. Yeah, come silver, on, silver fox. Love it. Yeah. So uh, it was my first time, and uh, I liked it a lot. It, it's uh. It's a longer film, and it's oddly paced. There's a lot of uh, stuff happening right from the get, and then it kind of chills out for a bit, and then it builds. I saw the 2006 remake in theaters. Yeah, precisely. I was like, really? And my mom, who knows a lot of stuff, was like, that's dumb, you're dumb, you should have watched the original. But, you know, uh, I didn't. And I do want to say that of all the things that I noticed in the movie was... Uh, how many times they said that sweet poem from Revelations. And it was especially uh, noticeable to me because there are many 
many black metal albums which have the sample of Gregory Peck saying the full poem at the end, or just other people saying that poem uh, in them. And I knew that it was from Revelations. I did not know that it was like a central theme of the film. And both on the Lurker of Chalice album, which was a Leviathan side project, and some other ones that aren't coming to mind immediately, it makes an appearance, and I was like, oh, cool. So that was rad, and I'm a big fan of the uh, the skeleton scene, yeah. and uh, generally the terrifying dogs. The it was it was really a solid film. It was not like it was it was your good golden age like 70s uh, religious horror films. There's quite a number of them. Rosemary's Baby is the other one that springs to mind, and what The Exorcist, of course. Yeah, The Exorcist. So. I think it had a really well done gore, quite honestly, from the 70s. Well, it was light. It was less... It, it was, was light, but it wasn't, like... It was, like, good quality. Yeah. I thought that the physical altercations at the end of the film were particularly good in the sense of, like, you really got a sense of, like... You know, there's a lot of movies where people get beaten on for an extended period of time, and there's a part of me that enjoys that. But I, I assume that most fights are very short and over quickly, and yeah. if you bash somebody's head into something or trip somebody and then, like beat on them for a second, like, they're gonna, not, it's not like the X-Files where, like, a quick shove will knock you out cold for 10 to 20 minutes, <laughs> Just so but it happens every episode of the X-Files, David's a company gets lightly tapped. Yeah, no, he's a strong man, if ever there was one, and, uh, It's like a fainting goat. <laughs> yeah, well, we, were, we watched an episode, and I was like, I was like, watch, he's gonna get knocked out, and he was like, ah! And the guy, like, walked into him, and he was like, incapacitated. It's like watching House. Every patient has a seizure. Yeah. Every my single favorite, one. I'm sorry, this is such an aside, but like one of my favorite moments of Family Guy is where they do the House skit and the guy walks in and goes, Dr. House, you're gonna need this. And he hands a book of rules and he's like, get this out of here! Throws it. Yep. So I also <laughs> I also love the omen and as uh, Whovian and lover of all things Doctor Who. It's great seeing the second Doctor uh, play a priest that's both riddled with cancer and opiates. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and just ranting. Yeah. It's done so much more <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I hope that I look that good and that crazy when I'm uh, riddled with cancer, yeah. as I inevitably will be. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a solid film for me. It was nice. We, we almost watched The Witch, which... Which uh, <laughs> we will, I'm sure, review on here in full at some point. We've talked about it many times. I just uh, was looking at my Instagram this morning, and somebody I follow was posting clips from it, and I'm like, man, that movie rules. But um, yeah, the Omen was was really good. I I'm I'd say I'm between a four and a four point five. It's uh, it's like I haven't seen enough times to really like put it in that upper upper echelon, but. As far as 70s horror goes, that's not Giallo. It's definitely, like, was... I really enjoyed it. And I I have to rewatch The Exorcist, but I'm not a big fan of The Exorcist at all. Really? Yeah, so I liked it I way more than that. that. And I honestly think I liked it more than Rosemary's Baby, although, that being said, um, Rosemary's Baby has a touch of the strange and the weird that kind of elevated beyond just satanic panic horror, so... You mean a woman having sex with the devil on screen? Yeah, there's that, but it's also um, the neighbors and, like, the way everybody acts. Like, Roman Polanski is able to sort of have this 
special touch in his like 70s and 80s films where everything is like sterile to the point of fault but at the same time it works with the atmosphere it's a lot like Cronenberg where it's mostly like mannequins come to life performing these roles where there's no connection to them as like human beings but it conveys the atmosphere that much more effectively so well this movie it's a it's a trilogy and I'm have you seen mm -hmm. all three flats mm -hmm. now they get less good but they're still fun to watch. Well, isn't the second one like that one's particularly violent and gory? Yeah. Well, yeah. they step it up. Yeah. But like story, like story-wise, it falls apart. Yeah. 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 Just like a lot of horror movies. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Most, most. I most would give it four point five dog skeletons out of five dog skeletons. I'm uh, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm not gonna give it a four point five. I'm gonna give it a four because it's it's not my favorite. Uh, movie involving demons, but solid uh, four children getting stabbed by anti antichrist knives. Uh huh. I would love an antichrist knife. I mean, you know, if you stab hard enough, or you convince yourself that someone's the antichrist and just start stabbing them, it becomes yeah. an antichrist knife. It's, it's so easy. The one I was thinking that whole last scene is like, man, it would be so easy to murder a kid. I know. I'm so much stronger than a kid. Yeah, I do think you a lot. Just of yoke them up. You know, yeah, yeah. So that's the omen. All right. Well, that's is the, the sound the, of that's it. the wrong way. It's okay. Dick's Fetty's disco box. So. Last time I talked Minecraft and some other industrial and whatnot, uh, I'm still very much on a power electronics harsh noise thing right now, so that's going to be all of my recommendations. Uh, I want to start with the new Grunt album, which came out in February of this year, 2018. It's called Castrate the Illusionist, and Ben and I listened to it for the first time last Monday, I think it was, while we were playing Far Cry 5. And it was an exceptionally good soundtrack for that kind of uh, murdering and such. And yeah, I really like immediately enjoyed it. It was, it's a very visceral, it's like, it's in some ways the, the album aspect of it comes really more from the, the songs are all very different, but they all have a similar quality, sound quality to them. So you can tell they're recorded at the same time, and there, there's a certainly there's a flow. There's definitely way more of an album narrative in the last three Grunt albums. It was what uh, Myth of Blood and World Draped in a Camouflage and uh, Petruli and Ruli before that. Like they all have this very longer tracks, like less tracks, and they they flow like very much like an album. Whereas this is like. This is almost like a grindcore album in the sense of it really like moves quick through the songs, but there's an awesome variation in Grunt's vocal styles, which I love. Like I love all of his styles; they all show up here. Everything from the sugar daddy whisper to like the most like piercing, like tortured sounding screams, and then just the strong vocal narration stuff. It's, it's fucking awesome. The noise on it is fantastic. The synths are fantastic. Like every aspect about it kills and the art is really well done it always is but it's it's a little different there's way more color and it's it's fucking great um 
So hugely recommend that. Probably going to be my album of the year. It would, it would not shock me. I can't imagine much beating it. Uh, I then want to make a recommendation for Taints Just Meat, which is uh, recently reissued in 2014 on Urashima. It was an old 90s Taint album that's like wildly out of print. It was on Slaughter Productions originally. And uh, isn't, isn't the kind of material that I... I knew Taint from originally, like I knew his late last works before he switched his project over to Mania, and it's a little different than like the piercing wild feedback and sex-oriented samples, that stuff still makes an appearance, but there's a lot more layers of like dirty filthy noise and throbbing low end, and both sides of the LP, like towards the end of each side, get into some really fantastic tracks. But my one caveat with the recommendation is that Urashima is kind of notorious for pressing LPs that are too like have too many songs per side, and the quality suffers as a result. And I clean the record before I listen to it, as I do with every record, and I'm just getting a ton of surface noise and pops, and had to crank it pretty loud, which isn't the end of the world, but like definitely detracted from my listening enjoyment. And I know that there's an issue with a lot of the tape reissues are coming from rips of either old tapes or old LPs and I don't know that the masters for this one were still available so I don't know if it's coming from the original DAT masters or if it's like from the original cassette tape and then transferred and, and, and changed for a vinyl master or if they did any mastering for it but you know know that but it's like the only way to affordably get it is to buy this uh, reissue which at least looks nice uh, relatively for an Urashima release, um, again, I have issues with the way they do the artwork on these reissues, but still, the the material itself is really good and really sleazy and highly recommended. Uh, my third recommendation will be The Other Side of Taint, which is Mania, um, again, Keith Brewer's project that came after, and there's an album he did from 2008 called Ultra Negative that was on Freak Animal and uh, it's like four tracks they start off shorter and then the, the second or the third and the fourth songs are longer and what used to be dominated by this horrible feedback and all this stuff is now like all about this acoustic junk metal abuse with these really disgusting insectoid scents and the occasional vocal stuff that's less about lyrics and more about just like the sound of a voice and uh I got the CD years ago. I think I got it from Keith directly. I don't really remember, but it took a while to grow on me. I like a lot of the other Mania stuff more, but I was listening to it again the other day and I'm like, wow, this is a fucking great album. And the last track especially is just like phenomenal. The way he records all the metal abuse he does is like you are in a room with a guy who was just furiously throwing metal around and like just scraping stuff together and, uh, it's really powerful and, and full recordings. So, big recommendation on that. And then my last one is another Urashima reissue, which is the 6LP Listen and Die box set from 2015. That was originally on Slaughter Productions in 96, I want to say. And uh, again, some of it suffers from this uh, too much material for one side and the recording or the playback quality is less than desired uh, and there's also a lack of reissue of all the work that came with the original box set which was all this horrific shit uh, which is lame 
But that being said, there's a great side by Taint on there. There's an awesome side. Really, all the American artists, I think, kind of outshine the Italian heavy hitters. And uh, Death Pile Slogan and Taint all crush it. Skin Crime side is pretty damn solid, too. And then um, there's good material by Igula Thor. And the Dick Tot stuff is pretty good. But... The highlight, along with Taint and uh, Death Pile, in my opinion, is the Atrax Morgue side, which has this incredible opening track called When I Close My Eyes I See Blood. And if you know Atrax Morgue and his ultra-minimalist style, it's like this repeated mantra that just takes on this increasing levels of insanity and hysteria. And uh, it's like really fucking good. And we were listening to it last night when we played God of War, and it was a a really out of place soundtrack, <laughs> honestly. Like, I was thinking it was going to be way more on point with, like, when I close my eyes, I see blood. And, like, I was like, Kratos probably feels that way, but it didn't really fit with the sort of Norse aesthetic and. and dad of and War. Yeah, yeah, Dad of War. Uh, but needless to say, I've enjoyed the box set a lot. It was my introduction to some artists I'd never heard and a nice way to check out, like, really old, well, relatively. 20-year-old American Power Electronics. Um, it's pretty expensive now. I got it out from Malignant when it first came out for below like the price even Urashima was selling it for, and now it's like pretty tough to get it under $200, but it's noteworthy. Uh, good collection of shit. So, yeah, if you want to get sick, stay sick, be sick, I recommend any one of these releases. Ultra Negative is uh, super available for a really reasonable price. Like, pick that up if you have any interest in noise. And then the new Grunt album is uh, still readily available and definitely one of the best things I've heard in quite a long time. And I don't know, I think it's I think it's like already preferred over the last two Grunt albums, but we'll see. Really fucking fantastic. So check those out. If you don't, you're a bitch. And that's my Disco Box recommendations. Very good. Love it. Very detailed. Wish I like knew more about what you were talking about because it always sounds like you have such good insight, but I just don't know. Yeah, but every time he puts on noise and, and yeah. power electronics, you just weep. It makes you me... actually turn it off. You're like, now. I now. did. I've done that one time in our whole relationship. Which was today. Which was today. So I'm still pretty salty. And, and okay. And that's why you got the black eye. It means he loves me. Okay. No, it means you were wrong. But we, don't. we do want to say we don't condone. We don't condone domestic violence. I'm sorry. We made these jokes last time, and despite our jokes, yeah, we really don't condone. We really don't. We joke yeah. about it too much. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that becoming desensitized to domestic violence is the first way to really let it stop happening. Because once people don't accept it as domestic violence, then it's not happening, you know what I mean? Yeah, So it's true, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, buddy. it's just a, it's a new way to argue. Motel Hell, podcast of progress, progression. Yeah. Okay, are you guys fucking ready yeah. for this amazing news I found? Yeah. Do you want me to read all the titles, like a no, Latin no, song? No, no. Well, how are we going to be... We're going to know what's happening next. That's less fun. You want me to read you the headline, though? I always well, read yeah, the headline. read us the headline, but don't read all of them. Man who survived bear attack gets bitten by shark. I am intrigued. 
Same day? No. So, um, his name's Dylan McWilliams. He's 20 years old. When's the article from? The article is from 423. <clears throat> this year? Of this year. Okay. 420. Uh, Three. 423. Blaze it three times so, as hard. So, his yes, name's okay. Dylan McWilliams, and clearly the animal kingdom fucking hates him. He's like Damien. Yeah. Except he's getting attacked by animals. Like Damien. Damien didn't get attacked by animals. Pretty what sure about in a whole uh, army of baboons? baboons. Yeah, oh, sorry, I forgot about that. Displeased. And the giraffes were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this guy has a bad vibe. Let's go eat grass over there. Uh, they actually eat tree leaves. Oh, my God. Okay, so on Thursday... Oh, I'm sorry. I want to give bad information about giraffes to our listeners. They come to us for researched content. It's also true. Giraffes have a gestation period of 14 years. That's accurate. So, everyone should have that one. Um, yeah, so he was surfing. He was boogie boarding, not surfing. The poor man surfing. With a bear? Uh, with the bear. Look at Peach's go. Using a bear as <laughs> his boogie board. Yeah, it was a poor choice. Um, no, he was in Hawaii. Board. He was bear boarding. And bear, he, a uh, tiger foot, a uh, tiger foot, what? Tiger shark, um, latched onto his foot, didn't bite it off, just caught him real bad. And then, um, a year earlier, he got attacked by a bear. Where? Bear grabbed me by the back of the head and started pulling me and I was fighting back as best I could. It dropped me and stomped on me a little bit. <laughs> Just imagine the bear. And uh, I was able to get you back to the woods? and they scared it away. Three years before that, he got bit by a rattlesnake while hiking in Utah. So, Where did the bear attack happen? Um, bum, bum, bum. I'm guessing it wasn't Hawaii. It wasn't Hawaii. No, I don't know where. It doesn't say where he's from. Oh, okay. He got attacked by a... Um... <laughs> Sorry, there's a bunch of Sorry, drunk people outside. Sorry, there's a bunch of drunk people outside my apartment right now. Okay. He was attacked by a 300-pound black bear in Boulder County, Colorado. I don't like the way you said black. He... <laughs> he... African-American bear. African-American bear. Um, and he was bitten by the shark in Hawaii, and then when he was biking in Utah, he got bit by a rattlesnake, so... This guy gets out. This guy is just out there mingling... Yeah. You should have just moved to Australia because all of those things will happen to you in Australia. I know. But I, I kind of like it. I feel like at this point you just got like a badge of honor. Like he, he's great. What he said was, "Whoops, I've always, <laughs> I've always loved animals and spent as much time with them as I could. I don't blame the snark. Maybe the shark. Maybe you should spend less time I don't blame with these animals. Yeah. <laughs> I just love rolling around in pits of snakes. You know, it's like my thing. Yeah. I don't blame the shark. I don't blame the bear, and I don't blame the rattlesnake. Well, yeah, how can you place blame on an animal yeah. that's not conscience in the way that human beings are? Yeah, so Signing he's just like, the animal kingdom hates them. Well, I just think he spends a lot of time around dangerous animals who are like, back off, bro. Yeah. He's probably a snake diddler. He probably is a snake diddler, which is not talked about enough in mainstream media. True. No, it's not. It's a real problem. It's a real Especially problem. Especially in Utah, because that's Especially what those Mormons are about. They pray to snakes. It's true. Yeah. That's what the whole religion's based on. Diddle them. Snake diddling. Yeah. And I think it's pretty fucked up, and I think we don't talk about it enough. But, you know, they did mention it on The Simpsons, because Moe is a snake handler, and as he says in the episode, 
you know, he was born a snake handler and he'll die a snake handler and his hands are covered in snake bites when he says it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mormon churches, full of snakes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's Dylan McWilliams for you. You ready for number two? Every day of my life. Terrifying tumbleweeds take over California City, trapping residents inside homes. Tumbleweeds? You <laughs> no shit. Okay, so this Vic is in California? Victorville, located about 60 miles northeast of Los Angeles, was invaded by tumbleweeds. Uh, so, how can you be invaded by something that's not sentient? <laughs> I will show you pictures. I feel like invasion Here's a video. They were piled up so high that people were trapped inside of their houses. No, they weren't. Yes, Have they you ever were. seen a tumbleweed? Yes, you they push were. it over with a hard There's, breath. This is like hundreds of tumbleweeds. Yes. They literally tumble from wind. <laughs> yeah. You so, blow on them real hard. No, yeah, yeah. people are fucking bitches. Yeah, no. So they a lot of people were calling 911 because <laughs> they were. You know what, Get guys? Get down tumbleweed's blood! <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, um. Yes, they said, normally it, it isn't this bad, but, um, you know... It, it wasn't this bad this time either. These people This is really suck. bad. Seems like every time we get the tumbleweeds cleared up, the wind blows in and blows them right back again. So we're, we're, two, we're two news stories in. First news story, guy gets mauled by like nine different animals... And he's like, no, dude's totally cool. Second new story, oh my god, tumbleweeds! <laughs> yeah, like, what do they fucking sweep them back towards the way the wind is have you ever seen anyone shocked? Have you ever seen anyone in the opening of a western be afraid of a tumbleweed? Yeah. No, because they're not scary. If you were standing on the street and you saw eh, 300 tumbleweeds coming towards you... That's not what they I'd saw. Grab a, I'd grab a big stick and I'd run towards them and be like, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> this is Sparta! There was no stick. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to know a little history about tumbleweeds. I don't. I, you got to just go. I can't even hear anymore. This article. Tumbleweeds so are absurd. the result of a ground plant called Ooh. Russian thistle. Ah, see? The Russians. It's the Russians. It They're comes back to the Russians. They're invading our elections. They're invading our, our plant our species. Plant Californians. Jesus it was Christ. brought by Russian immigrants to South Dakota in 1873, so I would like some accountability from the Russian people. Yeah, you know what the accountability was? They were put to death on the railroad. Like Russians should be, like cockroaches oh, no, in Europe. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong, I've been to Russia. That doesn't... <laughs> That's two different European <laughs> countries. No, Russia's not as bad as France. I'll give them that. Well... Uh, I don't, well, right now it is. They're just killing gay so, people. So, yeah. So, yes. What's this who? There's the also. Gays? It seems like they have an agenda. Yeah. To <laughs> sleep with someone of the same sex. That's about it. Yeah. Eagle Mountain, Utah, also battling a tumbleweed invasion. So severe that the city had to create a drop off site for residents to bring their troublesome tumbleweeds. See, I'm starting to think oh, that... What does the word severe mean? I'm okay. I just showed severe. you what it looked like. People could not get out of their front yes, doors. Yes, they could. They could get out of Clearly, if they could... Why don't they, they just go around from the back? Oh Dude, who God. took the picture outside? They were just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm you know, done. I'm, I'm, start, not... I'm starting to believe this whole, like, you know, America's gone soft thing is no. they're getting scared off by fucking oh tumbleweeds. Believe that All we right. live it every day of our lives. All the right. classification of America is real. Are Can you ready for number again? three? Because clearly you want to, we were not impressed by number two. 
Yeah. World's first sex doll brothel caters to those who don't want human touch. Ooh, pause the episode. Let's go. Where is it? Okay. Germany, of course. Germany's not so bad. No, I mean, Germany, like, is king of the sexual revolution, always. I feel like they're always more being more sexy and... Yeah, least... I mean, they invented the snuff film, so... Yeah, all the... Did they? It's not even a real thing. Yeah. So, it's... Dortmund, Germany... No. Um, has the first brothels showca- showcasing silicone sex dolls. Uh, it's called Bordal. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Nice. Where is it at? Uh, I just told you, Dor- Dorman. Okay. Um, brothel opened last year to Johns who want to enjoy the charms of one or more of the establishment's 13 sex dolls. It also has one male doll. God, think of the fucking poor bastards who have to clean these things. Yeah, so each They don't session, clean them that well. They just stand much, back with a hose. Can you guess how much an hour with a sex doll costs? 100 euros. $101. Really? Yeah. You get a live one for that. Yeah. But I feel like it's probably a classy establishment. Each, I mean, they can operate in the open, right? Because they're literally exactly. just dolls. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Each doll is booked to work 12 sessions a day. Um, they cost about. They got union hours. They cost two thousand five hundred thirty-eight dollars each. Different size, different hair colors, different breast sizes. Yeah, I know what um, they look like. They say the owner said that men all over Germany have patronized the establishment, and seventy percent have come back. Um, <laughs> or come on them back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just he, kidding. She also noticed that it's not uncommon for women to wait outside in the car while their husband has sex with sex dolls because they just see it as a toy. They're like, yeah, it's go not cheating. And sex dolls are like, really I expensive. In the car. Like, I'd go do something. Yeah. You know? Just diddle you yourself while, while watching. Yeah, I wouldn't want to like come with you on the way to this. Like, go do that. But I feel like that's a, that's a pretty classic person who pays for sex move. Yeah. Like, they bring their kids all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I literally had a client who's now ex-husband brought the was a three or five-year-old son to pick up sex workers in Baltimore and then got arrested because it was a vice sting operation. And the summons with them? Yeah, he was a youth minister. Wow. Nice. Yeah, That's what I like to hear. My guy. But okay. no, I mean, not everybody does that, but enough people do it. Gary Ridgeway did it. Get rich so, yeah, but I feel like he was worse than, than your client. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> So she said, um, the owner, that most customers treat the dolls with respect, but she had to replace one doll because a five-foot-one blonde blue-eyed doll's backbone was broken to create a second asshole. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, because someone just started fucking stabbing the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> there's a guy, there's a guy who specifically, yeah. his specific job yeah, is to fix real dolls. And he's gotten some fucked up shit back. Really? Yeah. Where'd you we hear ta- that? We talked about this on one of our old episodes. Did we? Did yeah. we? I don't remember. I feel yeah, like I, I watched an that. interview with him. It's it's. They just, he just like got them all over his house. Yeah. That's so scary. They're expensive, man. Just a real doll to stab it. No, but I think it's it's a lot like the argument for child pornography and other things yeah, like that. Yeah, like does it keep people from actually? Yeah. Yeah, but child pornography. Not not real kids, but like hentai, Simula- okay, okay. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. anything exactly. like actual child pornography obviously harms children. Yeah, we are not about that here. Okay. But we're all about stabbing a sex doll. So- well, I'm I'm just saying it's not like probably ideal healthy behavior, but like I think it's really cool. I think this is a great idea. It's like a safe 
alternative. Like, they're not doing anything. I think sex work should be legalized to begin with, but well, yeah. they're not no, doing... I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think that it speaks to an, a larger symptom of, like, our current society where, you know, increasingly more people prefer non-human touch or, mm -hmm. like, self-touch and all that type of stuff because mm -hmm. we've been so reprogrammed by hardcore pornography and other things like that. Yeah. But, you know... It's not the end of the world in the sense of that kind of deviancy, at least deviancy from heteronormative standards, is a good thing as far as overpopulation is concerned. Better to dump your load in a real doll that can't have a kid than have another kid in this shithole of a world, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So are we going to go there? Yeah. I think we should we'll take We'll broadcast it. from we, there. We, and speaking yeah. of field trips, you know, June is right around the corner, and we do need to figure out when FurCon is going to be in Pittsburgh. <gasps> That's right. Because I'm afraid it might be when we're on our trip. But if it's not, I want to go. Okay. Mariah wants to go really bad. Right. So That would be amazing. I am down. I haven't been watching furry porn or anything. <laughs> no, that's... Okay. Number four. Who remembers Neopets? I read this article. <laughs> I was so upset. I was Do an avid Neopet player. I was an avid to the Neopet point pl pet player where I had programs that would hack the website to get me more money. I Neopoints, could sorry. never get this horse, like unicorn horse Neopet that I always wanted. It was like always not available. We should have been friends. I would really? have been able to get you one. I know. I, Frank, did you, you never played Neopets? No, nope. no, Frank hated himself during his childhood, so yeah, the only thing I guess. that caused him pain. So, Neopets, a virtual pets website, popular, back in the day, uh, employed business practices connected to the Church of Scientology. So, Neopets was run by... Oh, us. dude, July 5th to the 8th. Okay, we can totally go. Yeah, we'll just like that'll be our July Fourth celebration. We celebrate America's independence from shitty Britain my by having sex with people on first. My use. store is closed on July Fourth. Woo! Yeah, we are going to FurryCon. Okay, so yeah, bummer. Uh, Neopets was ran by um, Scientologists. So basically, they do know how to make money. Though, it, ran, it ran. It ran off the Scientologists. Excuse what? me? What are you whispering? <laughs> just, you want to say it louder for the microphone? Not particularly. I didn't even hear him, so I can't even giggle along. Okay. So it ran off the Scientologist um, business model. So it was a... Find stupid, <laughs> depressed people. <laughs> the investor... Make them buy into our idea. Doug Doring was a Scientologist who used the so-called org board method. Uh, this was created by L. Ron Hubbard to um, trademark his business model. So basically, this is the model. Communications, dissemination, treasury, production, qualifications, public relations, and most importantly, executive. So it's like a hierarchy, but it's been, by many business um, academics, has been called less than ethical because um, the Department of Inspection, the Communications Division, the Department of Inspections and Reports, of, of essentially spies on other employees and shares pertinent information with executives. Um, so they're so essentially what they do with their clearing. Yeah. I think it's 169 bucks a night for a room at the Omni. This is... 
I'm just saying we because we can get a block as part of the Anthrocon for a reduced rate. And you split that four ways, that's practically free. I feel like you're not paying attention to you. No, I am. The Neopet situation over yeah, here. Yeah, I thought we covered it, that it was run by Scientology. Do you want me to just say the headline and move on? No. So the business model is morally problematic um, yeah. because the organization would fire employees for having different views. Um, this sounds like any corporation. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. They had a few people working at Neopets. And then this guy was an investor. He came in. He invested a lot of money. His name was Doug. I can't remember his last name. Somewhere. <laughs> Doug! Doug. Doug. Doug Doring. And Stupid name. systematically started hiring Scientologist employees. So, like, these people that were there from the beginning looked around one day and were like, holy shit, we are surrounded by Scientologists. Yeah, that site did start to get real fucking stupid. And they talked about putting, um... Lord Zenu. You know, putting Scientology education on the site. Uh, but that was shut down, thank God. Um, they said that religion and politics had no place... Uh, in the content of Neopets because it was mostly for, you know, children and teens. Except there was full games that were all involving gambling. There was blackjack. Yeah, there was a lot of gambling. There was a lot of gambling. But I used to love to get the food for them and feed them. Well, see, what you do is you have two accounts, right? You have have a banking account Uh to keep all your money in, and then you have an account where you have pets you like because... You can feed them for free at the soup kitchen. It's and then, true. And, but they wouldn't die, so the pets you don't like would just be starving all the time, but you'd have a shitload of money. Yeah. I love Neopets so much. Like, I can... It used to make the dopamine receptors go off for sure. I, like, loved it. Yeah. I had my first internet relationship because of that website. Yeah, and the internet community's reaction to finding out that Scientologists were involved in Neopets is fucking hilarious. Um... Apparently Neopets was run by Scientologists, all caps, I have been bamboozled, betrayed. This person said, and with that, my childhood is ruined. Ruined? Ruined. This person <laughs> said, are we, are we all Scientologists now? <laughs> so, yeah, people were pretty upset. Um, I was upset <laughs> when I saw this. Were you? I really have, I've spent a lot of time with Neopets. Zero feeling about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like, who cares? If you enjoyed yourself and you're not a Scientologist now. Yeah. As long as you didn't get duped into the church of idiocy. Yeah. But honestly, I wish I was a Scientologist because I Why? feel like... Huh? Why? Because I think I could get high up in there. Mm-hmm. I feel you like, need money to get high up. No, I know. But no, but as a persuader person. Like, yeah, like, you know, I'd have to change my lifestyle and dedicate it to Lord Zenu. But if I could be like one of those... They're against uh, Lord Zenu. Whatever. But it doesn't matter. I'll read the literature. But my point is, <laughs> I, I want to interrogate people and make them ashamed of who they are and force them to do things they don't want to do because we blackmail them. Have you ever seen the Scientology episode of South Park? It is one of the best episodes they ever made. No. But I'm just saying, I feel like I could find a home there. I think you would be exceptional at it because you are very good at arguing. we talked about it before. Let's just start our own cult. Yeah, but I don't Cult know. They've the already got boy. a system, and they've got tax... Church of the good boy. So you're just lazy. I'm not saying And want to pay someone else money instead of them paying us money. I'm going to pitch this idea to the listeners. All um, four of you. Can you please text... 2249. No, we need a new line for a different... 2251. 2251. 
if you think Church of the Good Boy, a cult solely dedicated to... No, it's not a cult, it's a belief system. A belief empowers, system that empowers people believers. to believe in... If you say cult, no one will join. Okay, Church belief of the Good system. Boy is a belief system that empowers dogs and puppies to be themselves, and each follower gets six puppies... And we live on a giant compound and just play with puppies. We cannot say compound. On a, on a big, um, we live together in harmony. Definitely in a, not a, anywhere near a puppy In mill. a co-op situation. Speaking of, we need to watch the documentary on Netflix about Rajneesh. Uh, Wild Wild Country, it's awesome. I've heard it's um, amazing. I'm so excited we need to watch it. It's really good. Yeah, have you ever heard of Rajneesh? It's gonna blow your mind. Okay. It's gonna blow your dick. We're out moving your ass. on. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> Very angry badger seizes part of five hundred year old Scottish castle. Can well, you guess one, what this is about? One, you don't fuck with a badger. Yeah. I watched a nature documentary with my wife about badgers. Yeah. They're fucking uh, unfuckable. Yeah, unfuckable. <laughs> Batting out a lion's balls, like don't really? Be, yeah, they do not give a shit. Yeah, they're wolverines that are like a little slimmer. That's yeah. so funny. Don't fuck wolverines, with anything. Wolverines take down moose. I need to look at a picture of a badger right now. They're very honest. Oh, here, I'll show you one. Where's my phone? Hold on, I can look. They're the symbol of Hufflepuff. Badger on my look. That's yeah. a badger. Oh. They're basically like they're broad, so cute. Broad shouldered. They've got a narrow nose. Yeah. And our our dachshund. That's what they were bred to hunt. Wow. Because badgers are like legit. Yeah. So as you can imagine, um, it took over part of the castle. So the tunnel at Craignathan Castle was closed last week because of the animal. Um, it wandered in from a nearby forest. Um, it was on mushrooms. <laughs> well, it seemed like a fucking quiet place to just chill my head, Jesus Christ. That was an electric forest, and it's fucking nuts. Yeah, there also so a snake there? They tweeted out... Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. On badger, April 13th... Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. Snake! It's a snake! Sorry, please continue. Um, throwback. <laughs> um, so if you're headed, it's the tweet that was sent out said, beware the angry badger. If you're headed to Craig and Flynn Castle over the next few days, you might find the cellar tunnel closed due to the presence of a very angry badger. We're trying to entice it out with cat food and send it to Chilu, to home to Chilu. Yeah. Badgers are crazy, dude. They're yeah, really good at escaping shit, too. Well, the documentary that Mariah and I watched, um, it, like, it was all about, like, different like there's wild badgers in it and then there's also this guy who owned this wildlife refuge in uh africa i think it was in africa oh i've seen clips from that I yeah and they, they they kept they kept the badger in this like concrete pit essentially and they kept having to remove things from it because it kept escaping like they had like you know it, it, it's a concrete pit but like you know there's shrubbery and, and stuff yeah. in there for him to you know fuck with so he broke one of the trees, dragged it over the side, climbed up the tree, got out. And then he fought, like, they're like, alright, remove all the trees. So it dug up a bunch of rocks, built up the rocks, got out, fucked with a lion, and kept fucking with it, got slashed by the lion, they saved it. And they're like, alright, well, I guess we gotta take out all the fucking rocks now. And it would, like, break into the guy's house, and, like, like he'd come home, and it would just be eating his food and shit, like... Yeah. Badgers rule. Yeah, well, but you know what? Here's the thing that I want to say. As like 
I would say this is, well, no, I don't want to diminish the plight of those people, but uh, leave animals in the wild. <laughs> leave simple. them the fuck alone. You know what badgers shouldn't be? Is in pits in anybody's fucking yard. Well, like, no, it was, it was rescue, that's why. I get it, but like, fuck off. Rescue it back to the wild. If it wants to break out, then let it break the fuck out, you know? So the badger dug through loose soil and stonework and um, fled the scene. They put a big cat food plug. Later, nerds! Yeah. The tunnel's going to stay closed for a little bit when because it, uh, it needs to be cleaned up from the badger wreckage. But <laughs> The badger wreckage? Yeah. Badgers are Scotland's largest wild carnivores. They're not uh, generally aggressive toward humans. Um, uh, but they can fuck up a kid. Yeah, unless they feel cornered. So, you know. Hufflepuff of life. Beware the badger. Yeah. All right. You look at me, snake boy. Texas man. Texas man. Are you? Pro I read about this before. Is he a porn? No. Is he a homosexual? No. Not from Texas. Texas man <laughs> sentenced to 50 years for 1.2 million theft of fajitas. Oh, I, did you I read brought this? this up. No. You didn't bring this up to me. Yeah, I, I did. read about it on my own. I know, but we talked about this again. This is this is like a throwback to, I don't know, 10 episodes ago. I brought up that there was a black market for meat, and I had read an article oh, right. about a guy who was having meat sent to a prison that he worked at or a corrections yeah. facility and then selling it on this huge black market, yeah. especially in Texas, for me. This is literally what happened. He got 50 years because he... Oh, uh, they must have just sentenced they him. They just sentenced him. Um, I mean, a million dollars. Yeah, well, it's uh, again, there's federal sentencing guidelines. So basically, like, once you hit certain marks of money for what you stole, like, your sentence goes up. It only... Was he of uh, non-white descent? Yep. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, if you're on Wall Street, it's not a big deal. You just go to jail for a day, and then it's all right. But, you know, if you're a person of color, then you're fucked by the system. They also take me very seriously in Texas. Yeah, that is, that's literally so, true. So, yeah, he was getting, he was getting fajitas delivered to the um, Cameron County Juvenile Center where he worked, and then intercepting the shipments and selling them on his own. Um, so it was uncovered... Because he missed work for an appointment and forgot that an 800-pound fajita delivery was arriving that day for him. And his coworkers were like, if we don't serve fajitas, where did all fajitas come from? Yeah, I mean, if you're running a scam like that, don't miss work when you have your fajita delivery. Um, <laughs> but I think it's like every drug dealer, right? Like, it all it takes is one mistake to see the empire crumble. Yep. So he got fired in August and arrested after authorities checked vendor invoices and obtained a search warrants that uncovered county-funded fajitas in his refrigerator. Yep. And um, I just imagine him like sitting in prison. They're like, "What are you, what are you in for?" And he's like, "Fajitas." <laughs> yeah, the scheme spun out of control. He said. He said he started it and then like he couldn't stop. And he's fifty-three, so he's gonna die in prison. Maybe. We'll see. But that's fucking crazy. And unnecessary to sentence him for... Eh, whatever. Yeah. In, yeah, 50 years is... For fajitas. For fajitas. The I mean, I get... Victimless crime. Yeah, it's yeah. a victimless crime. I get it was a million dollars, but, like... So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? It's fucking yeah. fajitas. Yeah. Like, well, it's the state's money. I mean, it's the taxpayer's money. I, I get money. that so it's the taxpayer's money. people in whatever county he's yeah. from were probably like... And, like, he know. should have to pay it back. And maybe he should even do a few years, but, like... Yeah, but, you know, that's not, years. The, that's not the country we live no, in. No, that's fucking horrible. Okay. The poop train's reign of terror in small town Alabama has ended. That's good. <laughs> I, I don't know how to react. I didn't even know there was a reign of poop train terror. So, um, Parrish, Alabama, for two months, a train brimming with sewage sludge that came from New York of course it did. has been squatting thing. uninvited near fields used for youth baseball. <laughs> Simmering in the afternoon sun. Oh no. Uh, it was a real shitty baseball for, game. For two months, it's been sitting there. They said residents were like, it literally smells like death. Um, but finally, um, it is getting moved. So the containers of excrement aboard the train were transported to uh, and emptied at their intended destination, which is a landfill about 25 mil- minutes away. Um, so they just, like, what, couldn't find a fucking engine? So this drive? is what happened, right? Um, um, basically... Poop train no go? So it comes from New York or New Jersey, from us, because we have... Of course com- it we have complicated, no, it comes from North Jersey. I'm not taking... We have complicated it. local regulations. to So to avoid those regulations, we just ship our waste across state lines to deal with looser zoning laws, right? It came from New York. Stop so, trying to blame us for your shit, New York. Um, so basically, the train came to Parrish earlier in the year after getting blocked by Jefferson County, Al- Alabama, where it had originally planned to transfer its contents to trucks for the last leg of the landfill. Um... But it ended up just sitting in um, Parish and not getting transferred. And it took, you know, two months for it to get moved. And they had to, like, raise fucking hell. They were like, our town smells like fucking shit. Get this out of here. Um, but imagine, like, that I feel like people should be up in arms of the fact that their local government and their state government says, bring your waste here. Yeah. This is a way for the state to make money. Yeah. Again, talk about how fucked up our country is. Like, because you know who represents Alabama? Fucking Republicans. Yep. Shithole people who sell their people down the river all the time, and it's all great because they hate the same minorities as them. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, fuck this place. Yeah, so... Small amount of oversight... Obviously, but Parrish is now... More like a shitload of oversight. (laughs) No, well, there was no oversight. Yeah, Yeah. apparently it was complete. complete. Yeah, poop train. Poop train. Poop train. Fuck on my dick. Poop train. All right, this is... This is is pretty cute. Dog's cancer was teddy bears. I mean, it's got the word cancer in it. Immediately less cute, but go on. Yeah, I'm confused. So, um, a couple in England feared that their St. Bernard, which I want a St. Bernard so bad. I've always wanted one. When I get a big house, I'm going to get one. But they feared that the St. Bernard Maisie had cancer. So they took her to um, get a scan, and it showed a mass on her spleen. And they were like, she has cancer, there's a mass. They went in to do surgery, to find out that Maisie had been eating the family Chihuahua's little teddy bears. So that's what the mask was. Yeah, see, they say that, but in reality, it was the male owner of the dog <laughs> was 
transporting oh, illegal <laughs> tiny teddy bears across state lines, True. hidden in that poor St. Bernard. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Teddy. Do you know what Yo quiero Taco Bell means? It means I want Taco Bell. Uh, well, I want Teddy. I took uh, Spanish 101. Did you? Yeah. Uh, can, can, can you say, um, uh, shut up? No. See? Didn't take Spanish. Okay, so, um, I can say cute things in Spanish, though. Te extraño. Does that mean, like, my butthole? That means I miss you. Uh, Besos. Kisses. How do you, how do you say, uh, kiss my butthole? Uh, I don't know the word for butthole. I only know how to, I dated a Spanish guy for a while, so I can say some cute phrases. And or what you think are cute phrases, but he was really just I fucking know with you. I know T-Extrano means I miss you. It, it actually meant... Bezos cho is kisses. Choke on my cock. Choke, choke, choke on my cock. Choke, lick, choke, lick, choke, lick, choke, lick, choke, lick, 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 Teen plays video games during tornado. Um, so Anton Williams was playing a video game at his home in North Carolina when he heard a noise. The teenager went to the window and saw roof. <laughs> he saw the, the roofs flying off his neighbors' houses, but he was winning the game. Yeah. So he kept playing. Was it Fortnite or PUBG? It doesn't say. Well, that's the dumb. power lines came down. Kept playing. When you play Fortnite, you're a loser. PUBG's way better. He took his sister and nephew into the bathroom for shelter. I fucking lost because I've got to power it out! And then he put them in the bathroom and then went back to the video game, finished the round, and uh, then took shelter. But the family is fine. Did he win? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say if he won. Who's writing this article? Yeah, no, bad reporting all the way around. But yeah, as a as a child who grew up in Kansas and suffered tornadoes, I was blessed with having my video game system in the basement. So <laughs> I go. never had to be disturbed by a bunch of dumb wind. Yeah, he tumbleweeds. I just think it's so funny that he like got up, looked out the window, and was like, I'll be fine. Well, he probably had his headset on. And his buddies were like, what the fuck is the sound in the background? And he's like, what are you talking about? And then he gets up and he sees it and he's like, ah, oh, no, we're good. It's not even here yet. <laughs> Honey, take the baby. Put him in the fucking bathtub. I'll be in in a minute. Yeah, literally exactly what you I You cannot pause exactly an online game, bitch. I yeah. know. If I could pause it, it wouldn't be online. <laughs> fucking morons. I feel like that's definitely going to happen. We live in New Jersey. It's definitely not. Good point, good point. We've had tornadoes here. Oh, yeah, okay. We have. We had an earthquake. Not like real ago. tornadoes. Right, so. I mean, yeah, you, nobody even felt that. When I first, when I felt my first earthquake in California. You so, thought you shit your pants? Yeah, it was so, I started freaking out and my friend who was from California was like, we just go outside now. Like, this is an earthquake. She was so calm about it. And then I was in rehab at the time. So I'm like going down the stairs and it's really funny. My friend Jordan is at the exact moment the earthquake hits is l like reading the side effect for her medication. She's like, and one of them is cause she, she thought I was having, she, yeah, she thought she was having a bad reaction. She was like, can I just read the bottle and read the side effects? 
and one of them was like dizziness, and then the earthquake started, and she was like, I do feel kind of dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> like, things are like moving, they're like, that's an earthquake, you need to get under the table. <laughs> uh, very funny. So, yeah, that's that. Um, okay. Police blame mice for missing marijuana. Go on. So a half ton of marijuana <laughs> went missing. Jesus. From a police warehouse. Yeah, okay. In Definitely a, the police. In Argentina. Or the mice. Oh, in Argentina. In Argentina. So it had been there for a couple of years, um, but then a recent inspection showed that the inventory was off. So eight police officers got fired. They were like, the mice ate the pot. A half ton of pot. And forensics experts were like, mice can tell the difference between food and fucking pot. Um, we did so... not know it was, uh, it was mice, mice. <laughs> it, uh, it was mice. It was mice. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> the cops gotta have some fucking balls. balls. I know. It's Argentina, though. He's like, he's, he's like, yeah, it must have been fucking mice. <laughs> oh, fucking no, man. Do you guys have Cheetos? I just don't, I mean, to put, like, over a ton of weed in a warehouse for a couple years and just be like, nobody touch it. Yeah, but I think that happens pretty frequently in regular police. Yeah. Parties. I mean, we destroy it here. God, if yeah, I... eventually, but you gotta go through, it's gotta hit, like, trial and all the rest. It's gotta be available, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of stuff, chain of custody, things that have to happen. So stuff does... If sit. I was a cop and in active addiction, I would take so much cocaine from the evidence room. It doesn't work like no, that. No, you would not. Yeah. It, There's it definitely doesn't literally work like everywhere. Yeah. I wish it it's, did. It's not fucking True Detective up can, in here where you can, yeah. throw a bag of flour in there and be like, I'm good to go. Well, just saying I would. Yeah. Find a way. Okay. Okay. That's so cool. You know what you do? You just rob drug dealers and do their drugs. Have you never seen The Shield? No. Yeah. Okay. Not, not a good show. No. But good idea. I don't want to rob a drug dealer. That seems scary. I used to know a dude who was a state police officer before he got sober, and he would literally just fucking bust dope dealers. He was a state police officer, and he ran in Camden, so he'd just bust dope dealers and be like, all right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and take all their drugs. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. He used to do heroin That's in actually a not car. awesome. That's horrible. Um, okay. Awesome. Drunk tourist climbs a mountain. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So a tourist named Pavel... Was enjoying. That's a, not a person. Isn't that name. the name of the mice from coming? The mouse from coming to America. Yeah. You mean Fivel? Fivel. That was his name. Yeah, but that's the American English Ang Anglicanized. No, name. he was a Jew mouse. Yeah, but also Pavel. No, uh, no. Was this guy from Lithuania? No. So. Where was he from? It doesn't say. Yeah, of course it doesn't. So, because her articles are shorter than my fucking dick hairs. These, these ones are short because they're little blurbs from NPR Morning News oh. that they put in top in front of Morning Edition, which is a great program. So a tourist named Pavel was enjoying his ski vacation in the Alps. Alps? In the Alps. Alps. <laughs> say it like an American. Yeah. The you Alps. You really got some kind of speech impediment going on tonight. Fawble. I'm trying my best, guys. Are you full of those mice that ate all that he weed? Was, yeah. He was... They put it in my body while I was sleeping. It <laughs> doesn't count. He was boozing. Um, <laughs> Is that a technical term? <laughs> Who wrote this He article? drank a lot, so he called it a night, and he started walking to his hotel and didn't notice the rise in elevation. 
Sounds like some shit that would happen to you. I know. Yes. So he. Um, wow, I don't remember being so steep going back to my house. Yeah. Lunch. He accidentally started walking up a ski slope, and um, <laughs> he climbed an, up eight thousand feet on a mountaintop. Found what a bar. Yeah. Found a bar called the Igloo. Broke into it. Passed out. <laughs> And the police had to use drones to find him, and they found him in this bar that he broke into, passed out on top of a mountain. This guy is yeah. the fuck. Yeah. He is a hero. I would say, like, literally, if that was the way my drinking was, which sometimes it was, I never would have gotten sober if that was, like, the worst that happened. Because, like, you can't, if you're intoxicated like that, it actually takes away your specific intent to do things, like, yeah. break into places. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, you have to argue it because it's, you voluntarily took, like, you got voluntarily intoxicated and then there's some like negligence and whatever yeah. but basically like that's not you're not robbing anyone yeah. like it's not even intentional breaking in anyway. I don't yeah. feel like the police weren't even mad they were yeah. probably just impressed yeah no for real <laughs> the fucking bar owner I mean, of the igloo is probably like hell yeah I've man. definitely walked 8,000 feet drunk but yeah it reminds me of when I was in Japan and tried to climb a mountain by accident cause like that's just the way that night wound up, and I was on a bunch of Xanax, so I couldn't, I couldn't climb so good, and I wound up in a river instead, and then I was like, I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pavel. That, that was about half yeah. an hour after I sucked so the boat. So Pavel, <laughs> Pavel is the man, uh, just trying to live his best life. He is. He's yeah. living it. Yeah. The Mission best life. Okay. Um, the story of Pavel. Cat is stranded in tree, refuses rescue. That's a new. Is there more to it? Yep. Wow. <laughs> so, um, wow. Steve. Wow. Okay, so Charlie, um, the cat. With, he lived. He was in in England. Topical. Charlie. Stop it. Okay. Uh, he spent three days up in this tree. So eventually, they call an animal collection officer. No, the animal collection officer calls a tree trimmer to get the cat. So the trimmer climbs the tree to save Cut the cat. It down. And rather than let himself be rescued, the cat made a death-defying leap to another tree and climbed down on his own. So, um... I can do it myself! A cat up a tree may need your help, but certainly does not want your help when you get up there. Um, you think he's stuck, but he would die. So they're basically like sixteen-year-old girls yeah. who are incapable of accepting help when they obviously need yeah. it because they're yeah. well. There's there's an actual like there's these two guys I watched this video on. I can't remember if they're brothers or not, but their whole their whole business is they actually climb trees to save cats. <laughs> That's a great and business. And it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine somebody showing up in like a. Cross between a beekeeper and a hazmat suit to get this cat that gets No, they they, they they like go up to him very calmly and then when the cat's kinda calm, they just shove the fucking thing in a bag. Like you know, like a like a canvas bag. They yeah, no, the kind you throw a cat in the river with. Okay, this is great. How a suitcase full of pepperoni and a flock of seagulls cause chaos in a hotel room. <laughs> so okay. This is great. So um, it was our anniversary night, and yeah, I wanted so to make it spicy. 17 years ago, Nick Burchill was staying at the Fairmont Express Hotel in British Columbia. He was there on some business and planning to see some Navy buddies in the area. The Navy buddies asked him to bring pepperoni from back east from this place called Brothers Meats in Halifax, which was a local delicacy. Brothers Meats. So he fills, <laughs> I've seen that porn. He fills a... <gasps> 
Bless you. He fills a suitcase with pepperoni. Yeah. So this is a direct quote from him. When I showed up at the hotel, I was kind of worried that it would be warm, so I laid it out on the window ledge of the table room. So he basically um, put the opened the door and like put the pepperoni outside. <laughs> So he comes back. This will keep my pepperoni safe. <laughs> when I come back, the room is full of seagulls. And I don't mean just a couple seagulls. I mean it's somewhere between 30 and 40 seagulls that had come in through this open window while I was gone. Mine? So he opened the door. <laughs> the seagulls went fucking nuts. They rushed to the window. 30 or 40 board, birds all trying to get at the same time. And there's pepperoni fucking everywhere. The bird shit and um, feathers. This is a direct quote from him again. They're, they have been there for a long time eating the brother's pepperoni. So you can imagine what the room looked like even before I came back. And now you've got seagulls flying around. The curtains are falling down. The lamps are falling down. It was a real mess. It was terrifying. And then I'm two sure. of the seagulls wouldn't leave. So one was bouncing around the windowsill, and I was kind of losing my temper at this point. This is him again. So I took off one of my shoes, and I threw it at the direction of the seagull, and both the seagull and the shoe went out the window. <laughs> so then there's just one seagull left, and again, a direct quote, I was chasing the seagull around. It had a big pe piece of pepperoni in its mouth, and I could not get it to leave. So I went in, I grabbed a towel, and I jumped the seagull, and I wrapped it in a towel and threw it out the window. And he threw it out the window right into the hotel's afternoon high tea. <laughs> and mine, um, mine, mine, he mine. got banned from the hotel for life. No way. <laughs> Which is just like, this is just such a comedy. Do, you think, do, they, do you think they have a rule now where it's like, Patrons are not allowed to bring pepperoni on the It's a comedy of errors. It's just like the funniest fucking... It's like a sitcom. Yeah, it's um, like a sitcom. So, 18 years later, he wrote the hotel letter admitting responsibility for what happened. And last week, the Fairmont Empress sent a letter of apology, um, accepting his apology, and told him he's welcome back anytime. He said, I'll bring you, pepperoni for everybody. You owe me pepperoni. So, yeah, that was my fucking favorite. Uh, that and Pavel. Pavel's a fucking man. Would you get him and the pepperoni guy together? Have a real party. Yeah. Pavel. Uh, Pavel. Pavel. Okay, so this one's a little darker. Ooh. This is the darkest one. Okay. Um, Are you about to say something racist? No. Oh. Okay. Um, Good Slain Colorado woman placed Craigslist ad for a hitman to kill her. Well, I guess she got her wish. Yeah, right? That seems like yeah, that wish seems, fulfillment. That's great. I seem, Yeah, feels like good commerce. So, um... Hold on. A Colorado man accused of killing 19-year-old Natalie M Marie <coughs> Bolinger <coughs> told police he shot her after he repri replied to her Craigslist ad seeking a hitman. Okay, so here's a word for the wise. You cannot enter into a binding contract for something that is illegal. So just because you have a contract that says you can kill me and it's okay and I give you consent to do the same, that is not something that will hold up in a court of law. Yeah, which puts BDSM in a legal gray area so that if you have a contract to squish somebody's balls with your high heels and then you hurt them in some way, even though they consented to the assault, they can still sue you for both civil damages and criminally prosecute you. So be careful to what you consent to in the United States. Yeah, there you go. Good job. Thanks, babe. So, there wasn't even a contract. Um, then he wasn't a contract killer. So, yeah. Joseph Michael guy. Lopez, 22, said he tried to talk her out of suicide. Um, and then after he failed to change her mind... <laughs> 
they went for a drive, stopped by the side of the road where they said a prayer together. Lopez knelt on the ground besides bowling her and shot her once in the back of the head with a 9mm firearm. Well, he did try to change her mind at first, you know? So, yeah. He was like, come on, are you sure? We Lope should, like, not do this. And she's like, no, I really want to. And you know how women get, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> once they set their mind to something, off. like... Yeah. Lopez said he used a gun that the girl gave him, um... Which he, which she said he could keep his payment. Um, That's not a bad deal. So it's got a body on it now, though. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of got to leave. Yeah. So he said money you make actually killing people for a living. He was browsing the women seeking men section of Craigslist, which, by (laughs) the way, about three years ago, I was so addicted to reading, like. All the seeking romantic stuff on. I thought you were going to be like seeking men on. No, 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 no. I never did that, but I was obsessed with like reading the personal ads because they were next level compared to like any dating website and but there were so many dick pics and i remember specifically what like reading them on the bus in california and being like i have to stop like there are people all around me and i'm starting to really like some of these dick <laughs> no, pics. that's a good looking so dick. he was on the women seeking men section of craigslist he came across uh, across an unusual post with the title i want to put a hit on myself um According to the affidavit, Lopez said that he replied to the ad because he had suffered from depression and suicidal thoughts when he was in high school and thought he could help her. Um, By putting a bullet in her head. (laughs) But Bollinger couldn't be persuaded. The girl... um, I'm fucking sick of this. He told her she wanted to be executed from behind so she wouldn't see the gun and that it would happen quickly. This is the guy that killed her. Let me see. Woof. Yeah. And then this is the girl. The girl is, is really pretty. Hold on. Her picture will show up in a second. She's... She was really pretty. Does it make it sadder? It only matters if they're attractive, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Oh my god, this is taking forever. Edit out. No, I want to see it. I just love that, like, he was like, you know what, I'm going to try to stop her from killing herself. Psych! Yeah, so... Man has no conviction. Don't get to see the picture. Yeah. What's her name? Her name was... Um, Natalie Marie Bollinger. She's only 19, so... Really sad. Is it, though? Yeah. They called him, and she, he was like, I think I know what you're calling about. And said he felt he, he said he felt really guilty and considered calling himself and confessing. Well, he killed... He killed a woman. He can't be like, I had good intentions, I was gonna go out there and try to convince her otherwise. Whoops. Shot her. Yeah. Okay. So, mailman in Italy stashed half ton of mail in his garbage. Postal <laughs> police say. Um, so fucking done with this job. So police discovered more than a half ton of undelivered mail in a rogue postman's garbage. Um, the postal police said the twenty um, 1,260-pound stash in the Vincenza home of 56-year-old postman was the biggest seizure of mail ever undertaken in Italy. The missing mail had been collecting for the past eight years, included utility bills, bank statements, old phone books, political propaganda mailings from the 2010 regional elections. Police were tipped off when volunteers from a recycling center reported receiving 25 big yellow containers from the post. So service. it was all shit that nobody wanted to get anyway, really. I'm still inside. I want to get my utility bills. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, oh, now I gotta pay this instead of buying all of this Fantastic sex toys off of AdamandEve.com. 
Visit AdamandEve.com. We are not sponsored yet, but and I really like that. Motel. <laughs> For 20% off your first purchase. 50% off your first purchase. Plus two free DVDs. That's and true. And a toy that a surprise is so naughty toy. we can't Can even talk <laughs> about. You're literally just quoting last podcast on the last I'm, 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 That's a real meta joke if you listen to podcasts. <laughs> I feel like, why am I not taking advantage of that wonderful offer, though? I feel like Adam and Eve could really change my life and spice up my bedroom. It really could, Dick Fetty. Now, all you have to do is visit adamandeve.com. <laughs> Our four listeners are going to type wait, motel wait, wait, in. Wait, wait, and wait. Get no I've discount. got a local news story to tell. Okay. And you're done. Yeah, but well, is it about all? Is it all about how the prices on AdamandEve.com <laughs> are so good that you'll come before you even touch your penis? That's, yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. They go over a few other things. In New York City, a, a mail carrier in the Flatbush section of Brooklyn was charged in 2014 for hoarding more than a decade's worth of mail, uh, four thousand pieces of mail in his work locker, his car, and his home. Um, and then in North Carolina, 53-year-old Gary Collins pleaded guilty last year to detaining and delaying more than 1,800 letters and parcels. Um, so, yeah, fuck yeah, your cops, mail. I mean, postal workers are just doing what they want. It's dude. a rough job. That's okay, why, we that's put, why it's called going, going postal. postal. We, yeah. put the, we put mail in our mailbox to be delivered and... Took a week. <laughs> that, for three week days. We didn't get it. our mail for like... Oh yeah, we didn't get our mail for four days, and then they wouldn't take the mail. And then they, when they finally resumed giving they, us our mail, they wouldn't take it. We had to like leave a note. With they the, just pushed it back into the mailbox. <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking?" Kidding I don't want me? this shit to stay yeah, here. Yeah, I feel like we're 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 getting used to living in a new area, and everybody has their own racket. So yeah. I feel like I don't know if we have to like slip a twenty in the mailbox every week. Yeah, or we have to leave a note every time we want our mail delivered. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Okay. Um, do you want to do your local news story? No, it's not. It's, never mind, I'll tell you off the record. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Me too. Okay, good. Um, one more. You ready? Yep. Are you? WWE gets restraining order against poop smearing fan. The WWE got an emergency restraining order against an obsessed fan who carried out a poop-smearing attack on a WWE training facility, fearing he would strike again. <laughs> um, they had a very real feel of Armando Alejandra Montevallo, who's allegedly been harassing the company since 2015. According to court documents, Montevallo smeared his own feces all over the walls of the WWE training center in Orlando back in July 2015. Yeah, he looks like a guy who smears on shit on stuff. Yeah, so um, he continued his bizarre campaign against the company. He was wearing makeshift, makeshift wrestling costumes, banging on doors, threatening staffers. Um, on at least one occasion, he was subdued by cops at gunpoint. So in March 2018, Montevideo again surfaced at a WWE event venue in Florida and began harassing employees, screaming, <laughs> My... Oh my god, I didn't read this the first time. My new wrestling nickname is Generation Flex. Because my dick and my balls is bigger than Generation X. Alright, so your new nickname is Generation Flex. 
Because your dick and your balls are bigger than Generation X. WWE says they learned Montevideo posted on Instagram message on April 4th, cryptically threatening the WWE ref, referees and staff, and then rushed... <laughs> re cryptically to the WWE is like, it, they put spaces between the W and the WWE. <laughs> it was like, I will smear shit on the WWE! So they rushed to court. Tonight then, on Friday Night Raw. That's a different thing. Um, Montevideo cool. also threatened to use his own semen in a biological <laughs> attack. Um, court records show that the restraining order was granted. I saw a great gif on Imgur today that was, uh, I think it was Paige coming out, and, uh, but I couldn't really tell it was, it was supposed to be working. But anyway, she's, like, giving high fives and whatever, and some fan just tries to come over and, like, give her basically, like, a bear hug. Like, you know, she's on the other side of the barricade. She's making yeah. an entrance. And, like, he goes to put his arms around her in a way that she clearly doesn't want to, and she just, like, sinks right out from under it, <laughs> and then, like, everybody... It was like, you know, an inappropriate and shitty yeah. thing for the guy to do. Totally not cool. But it was just really funny the way she handled it. She's like, no. It's like, nice. I've seen her take it, though. Like, a bunch of times. She did She did a couple sex videos. Did she? Yeah, she, like, did some threesome cuckold stuff. And Where is that? She's cute. She's British, too. Uh, if you go on shush time. Shush. Page P A I G. Do you think Pornhub will sponsor us? I hope so. That would God, amazing. that would be the best would thing that in the not world. Be amazing? We're cheap. Just give us all free membership. <laughs> so I, I went to shushtime.com. It says free full episodes online. Shush. Watch TV. Watch series. How to watch TV series online for free. Shush. And then free shoes. <laughs> well, no, Love the market. Too, They're just breaking oh, into a new market. Ass. Oh, it's shoosh. Shoosh. It's so, shush. It's shush time. that wraps up weird news. That's it? That's all you got? That's you know, it. Got one? That's it. You told me 18. I left two out. What were they? I didn't like them. When I went to click on them, I decided to skip them. Okay. <laughs> they weren't that interesting. Fair enough. So, Ben, what is your best buy this week? Well, I wanted to do another video game, but I, I don't like doing the same thing two episodes in a row so ooh porn <laughs> Pornhub please sponsor us we love you we're cripplingly addicted we're crippling addicted to porn also hi mom I hope you listen to this episode love you love you sorry yeah guys too can you not sorry, watch porn sorry 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 porn anyway um so instead of doing the video game I wanted to do, I'm going to do one of my favorite comic books as far as superheroes go of all time, Batman The Long Halloween. Ooh. Uh, done by the seminal partnership of Jeff Loeb, who I think works, he's, he works exclusively for Marvel now as um, like a big time editor or some shit, uh, and Tim Sale, whose art style is very different from anything I've ever seen and very different from superhero art styles in general. It's very minimalistic and he's like a lot of watercolors, but the story itself is a retelling of how Harvey Dent became Two-Face, mm. but it's also about this serial killer uh, known as Holiday who kills people on holidays and will leave like a little thing like Ooh. a like on Halloween he left a jack-o-lantern and so on and so forth and it's done really well and they bring to the forefront a lot of um, Batman villains that don't get a lot of play like uh, Calendar Man and 
Jeff Loeb has this innate ability to shove just so many characters into his stories, even characters that aren't even used anymore, and, and make it work. And there's a scene in the book that where the Joker breaks into Harvey Dent's house and Harvey Dent, out of a fit of rage, starts beating the ever-living shit out of the Joker. And the Joker's just taking it like it's nothing. He's mm -hmm. pretty much saying, like, you hit like a pussy compared to Batman. This yeah. is fucking nothing. But it's it's really well written. Um, they did, they partnered up on a couple other Batman storylines, and they kind of became shorter collections instead of, like, one long one long storyline mm -hmm. but it's definitely my favorite batman comic book ever written it's really well done like i said the artwork's very different from anything within that line i mean it's it's not as you know we, we don't really get crazy artwork like we used to in, in superhero comic books nowadays it's all about realism and stuff like that instead of a mm -hmm. uh, different form of artwork but I definitely recommend going out and checking it out, especially if you love Batman. Uh, it's one of my top superhero... It's actually my top superhero comic of all time. They also worked together on a few Marvel um, short ones, which were essentially about like the past of certain heroes. So they did uh, Hulk Grey, which is about like the orig origination... Or no, was it Hulk? Yeah, Hulk Grey, which is about the origination of the Hulk... Um, they did Daredevil Yellow, Yellow, which is about the first, um, the first few years of Daredevil. And both of them pertain to the original colors that they used for those characters. And then they, he also did, uh, they also did Spider-Man Blue, uh, which is pretty much all about Gwen Stacy dying. Which is really beautiful, beautifully written, but anything by Jeff Loeb's good. He also did a very famous one called Batman Hush. Which, like I said, he can just shove characters into storylines. Crypto, Superman's dog, shows up in Hush just randomly and it fucking works. So does he only do DC stuff? Or? No, he did some Marvel stuff, um, but his best stuff was done with DC, by far. Uh, he, he works at, in more of a, um, an administrative capacity for Marvel now. I don't know if he still does. I honestly don't read too many superhero comics anymore. Because Marvel's comics are garbage now, and uh, DC just keeps rebooting their series, and after a while it gets kind of fucking boring. Like, their last New 52 that they did was really good, but, you know, there's so much there's so much history in superhero comics now that it's hard to find a place to just pick up and start reading nowadays. That's why I mostly stick to shorter, closed-ended comic yeah. books. So, so why, what would be... The reason, for, as somebody who never read a traditional superhero comic, why would I want to read this Batman comic over anything else? It humanizes a lot of the characters that don't really get humanized. What if I want objectification? Let, let me let me finish. Um, it's innately creepy. It, okay. It's it's truly like it's a pretty creepy any as bat, far as bat dick. Yes, there's a whole lot of bat dick, a lot of bat fucking. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, there's bat fucking everywhere. And he never wears a bat condom. <laughs> oh, my guy. <laughs> it's really sad. I did in the high fives down there. <laughs> but, yeah, go go check it out. Um, you can find it pretty much anywhere. They have a full uh, trade of it. I, I did, at one point, own all of the individuals. 
And then I sold them for drugs, uh, which still breaks my heart to this day. I unfortunately don't even own a copy of the trade anymore because uh, I lent it to somebody and they destroyed the binding. But and you don't know how to read, though, right? You just look at the pictures. That's true. I told you never bring that up on the podcast. You better edit this fucking I'm gonna, shit I'm out. I'm going to edit that out. God, every time I do a Best Buy, I'm just going to start punching you in the dick every time you do it. I'm trying box. to interact with your Best Buy. I'm Are trying you? to. I'm trying. Like I'm trying to provide meaningful, like not even feedback. Like I'm just. I'm genuinely interested, but I also just come off as like a douche. Well, you would. Yeah. Like a douche. You would definitely like it. it's. It's super yeah, no, well it done. It sounds cool. I'm like it's, totally interested. It's essentially a just one-two punch of his ropes gallery and how all this stuff. And he just has this. It's 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 a detective novel. It's yeah. him trying to figure out who this killer is, and being shot down at every turn. Cool. And it's I like serial killers, and it's about a serial killer. And then the Joker's in it, and he's drawn really cool. He's got really you. You ever see the Joker um, action figure I have on my little ledge with all my action figures? It's from Long Halloween. Okay. So go out, read it. Also. Go on iTunes. Yes. Rate, rate review, review, and subscribe. Follow Help us, us make Instagram money. We're, at yeah. Motel we're so far away from being monetized, it's not even funny. Yeah, but we, we can tell you that if we make enough money to buy microphones that <laughs> uh, sound good, we will potentially spend the money on that. And if we hit 55 star good reviews on iTunes, we will post. Pictures of Dick Fetty's dick. Yeah. You honestly five reviews. I'll go no, fifty. No. Alright. And, and if I, we hit a hundred she would review and I'm gonna review and that's four and I don't want people If to we hit a hundred, Dick Fetty and I will cross swords and post that picture no, on the internet. I don't We've already like actually taken the picture, it's just we've been waiting for our Patreon to to really <laughs> We don't even have a Patreon. Yeah, we do. It's called Dick Fetty's Dick Fund. <laughs> Remember that guy in Germany that put all those silicon implants in his dick? No. I do. Why mm. didn't you bring that up during news? I think I brought it up on my first news nope. episode. Or my nope. Nope. Pretty sure. I remember. Well, as the person who edits all our episodes, I can tell you everything that's in them. Well, I yeah, you don't even listen episode. to our episodes. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> Woo! Later, nerds. Later.